July 12, 2013, started off as a typical summer day at Mount Baldy. Mount Baldy is a giant dune on the edge of Lake Michigan. It's over 100 feet tall. From the top was this great view of the Chicago skyline. And as usual, lots of people were making the climb to the summit. One family, the Waisners, was on the way up. Their six-year-old son, Nathan, was playing and laughing with another kid around his age. But suddenly, the boys cried out in panic. The family turned around, and Nathan was gone. Where Nathan had been was just a hole in the dune. This deep, dark hole, perfectly round, about a foot across. They could hear Nathan's voice drifting up from somewhere deep inside of the dune, but they could not see him. The family clawed at the dune, but each time they dug down, the sand just immediately filled back in. Finally, a huge team of rescuers arrived at the scene, and for three harrowing hours, they dug and dug. They excavated over 400 tons of sand until finally they found Nathan. He was 12 feet under the surface. His body was cold, pale, and had no pulse. Everybody feared the worst. But a paramedic noticed something. There was a bleeding cut on the boy's cheek, which meant that his heart was still pumping and that Nathan was still alive. After a week in the hospital, Nathan made a full recovery. But there was one thing no one could figure out. How had this even ever happened in the first place? Now, if you know anything about sand, there's no way you can fall in a hole in sand. So that made everybody, everybody start thinking. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we are digging into the secrets hidden under Mount Baldy. That is after this. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. If you were standing on the lakeshore looking at Mount Baldy, you'd be looking at a dune that would be about 126 feet there. This is Cookie Ferguson. She's a park ranger at the Indiana Dunes National Park around the southern tip of Lake Michigan. 
And Cookie says the reason Mount Baldy has the name it does is pretty simple. It's bald. It never had a lot of vegetation. A lot of our sand dunes don't at the very top. And I think it was just known by that. This wasn't necessarily always the case, or at least Mount Baldy wasn't always completely bald, like maybe sort of comb over bald, some dune pattern baldness. In other words, it used to have more vegetation than it does now. You know, we have a grass called Miram grass. It's a tall grassy plant. It's probably maybe two, three feet tall. Its roots go out like 10 feet in each direction to hold that plant so the wind doesn't move it. The leaves of the plant, if you run your fingers up, you could almost cut yourself because they're really sharp on the outside. And the purpose of that is to catch blowing sand granules and to slide it back down to the ground so that sand dune doesn't move. But around 100 years ago, Mount Baldy became a popular tourist destination. There was a train stop about a mile from the lake shore. Now, you have to envision back in the 1920s, people coming out from Chicago on this train, and the ladies had their long dresses on, their parasols, their big hats, their buckle shoes with heels coming out to the dunes. People built little beach shacks along the dune and trails in between them. And since Mount Baldy was one of the highest dunes in the area, people also liked to climb it. But every time they tromped over the dune, the marum grass and other vegetation would get kicked up and die. And over time, Mount Baldy got balder. So they had killed uh, the vegetation on the dune, which meant that the dune itself, the sand, when we had our north winds, was able to pick up the sand kernels and drop it in the back, picking it up, dropping it in the back, actually moving the sand dune away from the lake shore. That's right. Besides just balding, Mount Baldy is also moving. It has moved, well, we think it moves about five feet a year. Some other factors have contributed here, too. Building out the harbor in Lake Michigan changed current patterns, which impacted how sand was deposited. An even bigger dune that once neighbored Mount Baldy, called the Hoosier Slide, was mined and its sand was used for glass. If you've ever picked up an old ball jar and noticed that it had a bluish tint, that is the sand from the Hoosier Slide. Anyway, as a result, Mount Baldy is pretty unstable. And over time, the dune has taken on the shape of a moving parabola, a kind of flowing curve. The vegetation on each side of you, left and right, is solid. So that is almost on the lakeshore. But the part that's moving is a parabolic, you know, in the middle. It's moving back. So it's kind of like a horseshoe, and then it's moving back that way. The parking lot for Mount Baldy used to be an oval, and now it's straightening out because Mount Baldy has moved that much. And there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, once sand, once nature starts moving, it's going to move. So Mount Baldy, this living, moving dune. And that part of the dune story was pretty well understood. But it did not explain what had happened to Nathan Wazner on July 12th, 2013. We thought we knew Mount Baldy. That summer afternoon, as the rescue of Nathan Wazner was underway, there just so happened to be another person on the dune who would turn out to be a really important part of this story. 
there was a geologist on Mount Baldy with her class. She was there, Erin Aguilon, and she knew from all of her studies in geology that this cannot happen. So this bothered her a great deal, which led to a lot of the studies that we now have on, on Mount Baldy. Geologist Erin Argilon became obsessed with figuring out how Nathan's disappearance was even possible, how there could even be an open void in a sand dune. So she and her colleagues at Indiana University Northwest started conducting tests on Mount Baldy using ground-penetrating radar to get at what was going on underneath. What they found out was that before this glacier, the last glacier did this big deposit of sand dune, which we thought was the deposit, there was a glaciation period thousands of years before that also deposited sand. In other words, it turned out that buried beneath Mount Baldy was another, even older sand dune. And as the vegetation grows on that sand and dies, it puts down a layer of dirt where more vegetation can grow and more vegetation can grow. And this happened long enough so that there were oak trees that were actually growing on this bottom dune. But then, as Mount Baldy began to move over this older dune, sand covered up these oak trees. Oak trees kind of decay from the inside out. And so these oak trees that were supported in these sand columns were decaying from the inside out and actually becoming what we call the chimneys that were in the sand. These chimneys take the shape of deep cylindrical holes, basically the casts of these dead tree trunks. When they're exposed, they only stay exposed for an hour or maybe a little time because they're fragile. Uh, you know, so wind or animals or anything makes them break. And then they once they break down below sand level, sand falls in just like you would expect it would. And they're covered up. So that's what happened to Nathan. He was caught in one of those chimneys, decomposition chimneys, in this dune, all because of the movement of the dune. Ten years on, Nathan Wazner is fully recovered from his experience inside of Mount Baldy. Today, he's a student at a nearby high school. Funny enough, he doesn't remember any of that. He probably remembers the hospital, but he doesn't remember falling in the hole But there have been changes to the dune and the park. You can no longer climb to the top of Mount Baldy on your own. But you can go on a ranger-led hike and maybe even see some of these decomposition chimneys for yourself firsthand. In recent years, there have been efforts to replant vegetation like marum grass all along Mount Baldy to help stabilize it. By keeping people off the top of that, the vegetation has started to come back. So it's a good thing. But in the meantime... The dune keeps moving and moving and moving. Eventually, it's going to move away from the lakefront. It'll probably go across our our parking lot, probably across the highway that, you know, is on the other side of the parking lot. Probably just keep going five feet a year. Nature's always changing things.
Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall, and I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.